are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Today's episode of Locked on Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Uh, Ulysses, today is a Monday, which means usually, and again today, we will have our weekend takeaways, what we learned and observations. So I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on the, the past weekend in baseball land and maybe sports land besides uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking uh, or going to the Super Bowl, not going too far to travel for the Super Bowl as they'll be playing, of course, at Raven James Stadium. So uh, I think we got to rename Tampa Bay Champa Bay because this has just been what a, a year, man. I mean, what a year talk, uh, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. 2020 was what a year uh, bleeding into 2021, but the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, the Rays, of course, going to the World Series and Game 6 of the World Series, the Buccaneers now going to the Super Bowl, and uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, I believe, also made it to the USL Championship. But uh, that game wasn't even played, I don't think, because of COVID stuff. Like, they just didn't play the championship game, so which is odd. Um, but nevertheless, a lot of... And who knows? Maybe let's see what the Toronto Raptors do. Maybe we can take... Uh, <laughs> so we can take um, ownership. <laughs> yeah, take take partial ownership of the Toronto Raptors, depending on how how far they go with that. So besides uh, that, Ulysses, uh, what you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was reading Topkin's uh, article a few days ago, and in it, he kind of mentioned a one liner, which I think has great potential to be a, a story during spring training and maybe uh, part of the season where he says that the Rays will be trying Brandon Lau at third and Joey Wendell Moore at second. And I think that is the, the overarching evidence is they want to keep Brandon Lau on the lineup. They want to right. give him more opportunity to say, well, if we got to get this guy out, he can move to third, he can move to the outfield already in the corner outfield spots. They just want more Bam Bam in the lineup. So I think that overall is good, um, not only because of his production, but it's kind of giving him a vote of confidence going into a 2021 season where we all know what happened during the playoffs, where he right. just completely shut off. So I think this is a good thing to kind of maybe detach his mind from the playoffs and just kind of like, hey, you're focusing on third. Like, we know that that's, you know, just focus on third. I think that's a, that's a good thing for him mentally. Um, and it's kind of strange that they are putting him a third because not because he can't do it because he obviously can. And, and right. he's an athletic guy, but it 
it's the the mentality that the Rays office now has towards third base. It used to be the defensive stronghold of Tampa Bay. This was from 2008 to 2017 with, with Longo. And since then, yeah, Matt Duffy, you could say, um, was, was shorthanded. But uh, for most of post-Longoria, the, thir- the third base position has kind of been a rotating wheelhouse of, well, you know, we need you to play here today. We need your bat in the lineup, so here's third base for you, Yandi, uh, mm-hmm. Brasso. You know, it, it just feels a little bit more Yoshi. Uh, it, it doesn't have a feel of, hey, we really care about having a defensive-minded guy at third base. It's kind of like, hey, get a glove in there, you know, knock some balls down, make some throws, but really you're just here for the, for the bat. And I think that's very interesting uh, that the race kind of changed their mind. Yeah, it's kind of been a rotating door at that position. I think this is going to, and who knows if he sucks at it, then they'll definitely, I'm sure, move him off of that. This is just sort of, I think, an experiment for now. But, of course, sort of like the Nate Lowe thing, um, you know, try him out, see what he can do. And, I mean, Brandon Lau's got a pretty solid glove at second. He showed he can move around the diamond a little bit. He's played at first, played in the corner outfield positions. He, He seems like a guy who could be proficient pretty much anywhere and everywhere. But I think this... This foreshadows a couple things for the Rays. One, uh, I think it means that Joey Wendell will not be in a Rays uniform for the long haul. And I say that to say this. Let's remember what he got uh, this offseason. He got a huge, huge pay bump from, what, $550,000 to $2.25 million. So you'd imagine if he has another really, really good year, and I love Joey Wendell, if he has another really good year, what's his salary going to go to $4 million, $5 million, who knows? And that's not a lot for 29 other teams, 28 other teams, but for the Rays, of course, we know how they are with their purse strings and such. Also, I think this could also be a move to, uh, I mean, realizing that if say Joey Wendell is, you want to get him as much playing time this season at third base you want to have a quasi backup guy that can step in for him. We know about yeah. Yandy Diaz's injury history. Maybe the Rays just yep. say, Hey, if Brandon Lau can handle the hot corner, let's just move Yandy Diaz off of that position entirely and move him to first, move him to DH and take a little bit less stress off his lower half by being yeah. able to do that because there's not as much intense movement at first or of course dh than there is at third also i think that um they they probably don't look at kevin padlow as as a long-term option and yoshi definitely not a long-term option they they probably don't uh think i mean he if he has to play there for a game or two okay but i i think this is a move for long term because not just the Joey Wendell thing. You don't know how long Yandy Diaz is going to be on the roster. Yoshi Satsugo is only on a, he's only, it's his last year with the Rays most likely. And then think about all the other second base shortstops that are on the 40 man roster and on the come up. You talk about Vidal Brujan, Taylor Walls, uh, Xavier Edwards, Greg Jones. Those are deeper in the pipeline. But I mean, for the near term, those guys are better at second base or shortstop. So it makes sense just hey, somebody's got to cover to slide third. Brandon Lau over at third. Just do that, and you could theoretically have a really, really good infield of say down the line. Maybe you have Brandon Lau at third, uh, Willie Domus slash Wander Franco at short, short second, second base, yeah. but Al Bruhan, Taylor Walls, whatever it may be. That's a pretty good. I mean, that looks like a pretty 
pretty yeah. solid maneuver right there. So I think this is a move. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with him, how good he looks or how bad he looks. But uh, I think they're, they're thinking two, three, four years down, down the road with this thing because Brandon Lau, of course, is under such a long-term contract and theoretically would be playing with these prospects, these middle infield prospects that we continuously talk about. And well, ultimately, not to be too cynical, he'll get traded in three years. So then he'll be even more Maybe, valuable yeah. and uh, uh, of an asset to get more prospective holes, uh, you know, that, that that the Rays enjoy. So, um, no, I, I think it's I think the Wendell theory is is right on right on. Kevin, uh, you know, you have that lefty bat at third base. If you can convert that to Brandon Lau, uh, then there really isn't going to be a big drop off because at second base, then you insert a guy that you think is going to be really good. And Wander Franco, Vidal Brujan, and Xavier Edwards, the drop off is not going to be uh, significant by moving Brendan Lau to third. I think that's fantastic. I also think that. You know, they're looking at Yandi as um, a contributor, uh, a positive right. contributor, and you want to keep those assets healthy, like you said. So it's it's a smart play to keep a guy like Yandi off the field. It, it may, at best at first base, DH right. him mo- most of the time. But we'll, but we'll see. But I think it's 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 something to keep our eye on during spring training, see how Brandon Lau fares at third base, because if he is able to to handle it uh, efficiently, uh, which I have no doubt that he will, because, again, if y- if the Rays trust Yandi, if the Rays trust Yoshi Sutsugo, I don't see how Brandon Lau couldn't succeed to that standard. Yeah. I mean, heck, if they if the Rays, not to say they trust this guy, but if they were willing to give him a shot and a little bit of action, Nate Lowe, then definitely Brandon Lau can handle that position. And it just seems like you mentioned Yandy Diaz. Like every time he gets hurt, the Rays bring him back and say, okay, we're going to have you at DH or first base. So it's right. like they're almost assuming just that he's going to get hurt. Yeah, just make that commitment and move him over there. You'd love to be able to get his bat in the lineup for as long as possible without him getting hurt. So I think, look, spring training is, is the time to do these things. Camp is the time to do these things. Experiment and see – what works and doesn't work. And, and it just adds to the versatility profile and, and I'm on all on board with it. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is saying a bad thing about Joey Wendell, whether it's, you know, trying him at second, to, but I think it's just showing that they're not going to give a long-term deal to Joey Wendell or that they just think that right. he's getting too expensive for what they want to pay when they have all these prospects waiting in the wings and they've got Brandon Loud to a long-term contract everything like that. So that'll be definitely something to watch throughout spring training. Uh, I wonder, here's what they should do. If they're not allowing fans to spring training games or very limited amount of fans, I feel like they should broadcast a lot more spring training games. Cause I want to see things yeah, like this fun. happen. I like to be able to see what, what type of tinkering and, and tinks they're doing um, at least for the first couple innings of a game or whatever it may be. And not in so. a 35-second highlight reel from MLB Network where really there's just graphics. No, that'd be nice right. to see if MLB TV, you can you know pop in and, and, and see your favorite team. And it's spring training, guys. You can put it for free, you know, or you yeah. know, make it available for kits. I don't know, man. You can do a lot of things with that for sure. And I'm sure these uh, TV networks, they, they want some content. They want some games. They, they need yeah. something to broadcast. I'd, I'd rather see, quite frankly... Uh, a race spring training game than some fishing show or some, 
raise all access from four years ago. You know, that's well, been. I've had to see that fishing show. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, give me race baseball content, please. Thank you. I know. I'm it's, from fishing. And really, just stick a camera in there. Like all these, all these facilities are already have all these capabilities as it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kevin Padlow. This probably just does. It just means you're the doesn't look uh, good, bud. He's the Jay Cronenworth, I guess. It, hopefully, <laughs> I, I, I mean, for him, that'd be great if he turns out to be Jay Cronenworth. But it might be one of those things where the race, he's just a depth piece, and they don't see him personally as as a major league option. Right. But who knows with that? There's there's a lot of things that the Rays do for sure, and it could maybe signal more maneuvers down the line. I mean, we do have several weeks uh, left before spring training begins and even up until and through spring training moves can be made with that. So keep all of that in mind. Very good takeaway from you and very good uh, little tidbit there from Topkin to discover yeah. that and get that, get that little piece of news. I don't know which, uh, which front office type he talked to, but <laughs> got it one way or the other. So, uh, all right, I'll give you my takeaway from the weekend, what I learned after doing some reading and perusing. But first, we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. If you listened to me last week, you should have bet on the box and you could have made some, some nice little uh, skittles there, some green skittles on the, <laughs> on the game. If you signed up on betonline.ag. So maybe you have another, you definitely have another opportunity to do that before the yeah. uh starts in a couple of weeks. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before, and they have so many flavors. We're talking 18 amazing flavors. That includes uh, nut and non-nut flavors. Ulysses, I recently had the uh, lemon almond cheesecake. Man, it was so so good it had like the it was a little zesty and of course sweet and i didn't feel like i was cheating either on on trying to eat a little bit healthier into the new year so i i basically run through this huge box of built bars that i've ordered i almost feel bad that i've i've gone through so many it's it's crazy it's what happens i i will tell you if you order a box of built bars or get a package sent to you like you you have however many come in a box, I don't know, a dozen or, or 15 or whatever it may be. And then a week later, it's like, I've got two left. What, what yes. just happened? It happens quickly. It happens quickly because they're so yummy. And I always, I'm, I'm actually just enjoying them so much. The peanut butter brownie, for example, I, I, yes. I'm a sucker for anything brownie. And so when you look at the, at the nutrition facts in the back, you're like, oh, well, that feels good. I didn't cheat at all. And yes. it tasted like I completely cheated. A hundred percent. Like, you realize that the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. And then you look at the nutrition facts and it's like, wait, only 180 calories, only five grams of sugar, only five grams of net carbs, but there's 18 grams of protein. So I'm getting something that's really tasty, but it's also low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. I mean, that is a win-win, win-win-win if I've ever seen one before. So uh, 
I mean, what we're telling you basically is that you should order your built bars. What you should do, quite frankly, is like during the Super Bowl, instead of like making a dessert or ordering a dessert or whatever it may be, just throw out some built bars and there and you have go. your uh, you know, if you're hosting a Super Bowl party or whatever it may be, or you know, maybe during Halloween, this coming Halloween, you just put a bunch of built bars out instead of a, a candy bar because they taste just like a candy bar. It's, it's I don't know how they do it, science. Uh, AI, I, I don't know, but I, I just know they taste good. So um, that's why you should go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, something I learned from the weekend uh, after doing some baseball reading. Uh, I learned that Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay area could host at least temporarily another professional sports team, namely the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays could start their 2021 season in Dunedin. Of course, if border restrictions in the Toronto in Canada area continue. And I have a couple thoughts on this. Um, one, I think it's, it's great that Tampa Bay is becoming like sports town USA seemingly with, you know, already the, of course, hometown teams, but seeing the Raptors play at Amelie arena and now seeing what could be the blue Jays play. at I think it's TD ballpark their their renovated minor league park. Um, and what that does for just, I think a groundswell of interest in sports in the area and, and also what it could do for the surrounding economy and those businesses. I think that's all great to see. Um, I mean, this could be like 2020 leading into 2021. You could have the Bucks, the Rays, the Lightning, the Rowdies, the Raptors, the Blue Jays playing in one community, also have the Super Bowl and WrestleMania. And then I'm sure there's some other big events that are going on as well. Just like crazy. Like does, everything's coming to Tampa Bay seemingly. It's, it's pretty amazing. Does uh, Yankee spring training, uh, you know, add to the list? I mean, I know that's, that's a regular yeah. thing, but still it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I think for the Rays, uh, travel purposes and what that means and all the expenses that that probably takes out of Stu's pocket, it's going to be pretty, a pretty good yeah. deal for, for the race to just go over to Dunedin instead of taking, you know, a three uh, and a half hour plane ride to Toronto or whatever it is. I'm, I'm sure that going into customs and all that isn't the, the, the funnest thing to do at, at midnight when you just right. lost a game uh, or somebody got hurt on the squad and you don't know who's going to have to step up and all of that. So I'm sure it's going to be a little bit, bit better, but I, I is you said it's final word or just it's happen? It could happen. It's it could happen. Okay. If I had to guess, I think it probably is going to happen because it was. I think Topkin that broke this report, and I think others have confirmed it as well. And I mean that's coming up quickly. I mean already well, you have the Raptors not they're not returning anytime soon to Toronto as far as I know. So I think this is this is under heavy discussion for sure. And, 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 and this actually comes at a right time because the Blue Jays just renovated their Dunedin Stadium, like I think two years ago when they put like almost $100 million on it, didn't they? Right. Yeah. See, here's the other thing too. And you mentioned the 
I mean, this is in a sense good for the Rays because their road trip is essentially a 25 yeah. mile drive. It's not exactly. a three and a hour, uh, three and a half hour flight to Toronto. And on the flip side of that, it hurts the Yankees, the Red Sox and the Orioles because of what would be maybe an hour and a half charter flight to Toronto right. for those respective teams. It's now what a three, three and a half hour charter flight south to Florida. Um, the other thing too, that I think is interesting about all this is they would play through Dunedin in Dunedin through May and then consider going back to Toronto or playing in some other place. I think, look, I could see Canada extending these border restrictions for maybe all of 2021 with the right. pandemic. So I'm just throwing this out there. Don't be surprised if the Rays work out some kind of deal to have the Blue Jays split time at, at, at the trop, split time at Tropicana Field. I mean, if you yeah. already have, uh, I mean, it's a lot easier to have two baseball teams playing a baseball facility than have a, uh, than doing what the Lightning and the Raptors are doing, where you're, you're going from hardwood floors to ice, ice to hardwood floors, vice right. versa. And it would make sense for the Blue Jays too, even though, yeah, you're, your quote-unquote home games would be at the TROP. Um, they've already got all their medical equipment, all their state-of-the-art uh, exercise facilities at that player development center in Dunedin. So yeah. they wouldn't have to move all that stuff back to, like if they were going to try to play in Buffalo or whatever it may be. Because I think what's going to happen, I, I say, well, you, you might be thinking, well, why don't, the, why don't the Blue Jays just continue to play into Dunedin through all of 2020. Well, you're getting into the summer rainy season and it's going to be hard yeah. to get games in, uh, in the, the middle of a, of, of a Tampa Bay summer. So they oh, might have Kevin, to convert to the trop. But so many people that are not, uh, that have never lived a day in Florida always criticize the dome because like, it doesn't make sense and, and, and that it should be an open air stadium. So I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't, I, yeah. I, I think you're overreacting about the rainy season in, in Florida insert sarcasm tone right people. unless yeah. uh unless td ballpark has maybe the greatest uh like landscape uh water retain i don't, irrigation I don't know system. all the terminal <laughs> yeah irrigation system whatever it is and mm. even that i still think it would be too hot for these blue jays players to want to play yeah. you know in uh in that's for double a players to, so. to 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 do that's not for a <laughs> yeah for, once you're a big leaguer you don't want to have yeah. to deal with that mess and that nonsense so i'm just saying uh -huh. because what the, I, look i don't know what price the the rays would have to accept to allow that to happen but it wouldn't put it past me for the rays to consider to heavily consider an offer like that. I mean, they they've already got pro wrestling in at the trop right now. They, 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 they've converted it to many other purposes as well. Why not the, the home away from home for it's the Toronto blue Jays or the Dunedin blue Jays or whatever the heck you want to call them now. The, the, the trend is going up in what they're willing to do. Last year it started with, you know, a little spectrum or Moffitt cancer center yeah. on the mound. It's evolved, it evolved to the big billboards, obviously in the, in, in the, in the blue seats in the outfield, then WWE. Now the next step is uh, Stu not saying no to maybe uh, a, a little flow from the Toronto Jason MLB saying, Hey, right. can you let these nice folk use your 
your dome for for half a season or whatever. And I I I wouldn't put it past uh, the race to say, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Let's do it. And what was like the biggest complaint for the Blue Jays of playing at Salen Field and in, in Buffalo? It was we don't want to play in a minor league ballpark. We want to play in a big league ballpark. And as much as you make fun or people make fun of the trop, it is still a big league ballpark. And it's I mean I'm sure the Yankees players hate the turf and everything like that, but these guys, I think they'd rather play in whatever kind of pro ballpark it is rather than a triple a stadium or in Dunedin for the entire year. So it's, it's just something to consider with that. That was my kind of takeaway, something I learned. And I think it's, it's definitely a developing evolving story, but I wouldn't be surprised to see, okay, the blue Jays are in Dunedin April and May, and then June through uh, however long the season goes for them, September, October, whatever it may be, uh, then uh, then they play at the Trop. So it, that's not, it, that sounds I'm good. just saying it could happen. Nothing's off the table. <laughs> look, nothing was off the table in 2020, and nothing may be off the table in 2021. All, so keep all, that in all mind. options are on the table. All options are on the yes. table, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, before we close here, uh, I do want to read an email from. One of our dedicated listeners, Ty McCann, uh, who kind of puts really what was a, a pretty cool or what has been a pretty cool sports year for the Tampa Bay area into perspective. I believe Ty is a Bucks fan, and I, I think just a Tampa Bay fan in general because he did grow up in the area. But he says, uh, I know this is a baseball podcast, but it's a Tampa Bay podcast as well. And I just wanted to remark of how great of a year it has been for Tampa sports, actually beyond great. The Lightning are Stanley Cup champions. The Rowdies were conference champions in the USL. The Rays won the AL pennant, and now the Buccaneers are NFC champions. I just think that is so amazing, and as a sports fan, I'm so excited. Unfortunately for the Lightning and Rays, they couldn't play in or celebrate their respective league slash conference championships in Tampa, and that also goes for playing in their respective championship games. But amazingly, in a year, Tampa is hosting the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers will be playing, albeit as the road team, but still in their uh, home stadium. Go Tampa Bay, go Bolts, go Rays, go Rowdies, and go Bucks. Very solid email there from Ty McCann. Yeah, it's so funny. They'll, quote-unquote, be the road team against Kansas City in the Super Bowl, but, of course, we'll have, uh, have quite the welcoming. Quite the welcoming. That's- More so than the Yankees or the Red Sox playing in Tampa Bay. Let me just put it like that. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's exactly what would happen if the Jays kind of would play – uh, at the trap and they have a series with with the Rays that'd be an away team but it would obviously feel like home so no that, that's a great email tie I think everybody that's a Tampa Bay sports fan uh, at least has had that um, since since uh, coronavirus started and yes. and all that 2020 has brought on we we have that uh, if we're a sports fan of, of the region we're, we're happy about all of these sports and hopefully this window doesn't close for any of these sports and they can still be competitive for, for years on. That would be nice for sure. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.